0: Disclosure. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, any and all information presented in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decision. Hey everyone, Ben Keedy again with WCP, got another great podcast for you today. This is with a new friend, a guy named Jeff Hunter. Primarily by day, he helps businesses build remote teams through his virtual staffing agency, but uh he moonlights essentially as a guy who's just really into crypto gaming and been involved in the space for a really long time. So that's obviously where our conversation went and There's a lot that I learned about crypto gaming that can apply in an investment and kind of portfolio sense to how maybe more traditional wealth management is thought of. So super excited to get into this conversation with Jeff. Hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. Thanks. And we are live, Jeff. What's up? Yes, here we are. We made it. We made it. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I should have brought
1: my crypto gaming team hat. I forgot to wear that, but I am wearing my Make America Savage again hat. <laughs>
0: Which is for everyone listening. It's, uh, well, one of your three things that you do, four things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have VA staffer. That's my virtual assistant staffing
1: agency where permanent staffing solution. And then I have Branded Media, which is my personal branding agency. Um, and then I have the Crypto Gaming Team, which is my fun passion project, which is what we're going to talk about today.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for everyone uh, listening here, so Jeff and I got connected on LinkedIn because I think you reached out about the podcast. Like yeah. somehow you found it and reached out and I was like, now I'm good on, you know, the VA stuff. Maybe I'm not, but um <laughs> But then I, you know, we kind of talked about it and I mentioned to Jeff that, you know, I'm doing this like wealth crypto podcast DeFi thing. And he's like, oh, wow, I actually would much rather talk about that than yeah. <laughs> virtual assistants. So um, so that's why we're here. So as far as today goes, this is going to be a little bit different for my audience. So um, for all the advisors out there, like obviously crypto is a big part of kind of what we talk about here but we're doing a slightly different slant today going down the rabbit hole a little bit with crypto gaming so yeah i have learned a little bit about this in the last week trying to get a little kind of caught up and not totally in the dark but jeff maybe you could start off with a little bit about you know your history and kind of how you got into crypto gaming and we can go from there
1: yeah well first off Uh, I got into crypto gaming because I've always been a gamer my whole life. Like I have hundreds of thousands of followers online because of this crazy gaming rig that I'm in right now that you guys can't see, but I'm inside this. I've seen it. You've seen it. Yeah. (laughs) But people listening in, I've got, you know, this $15,000 gaming rig and I've always been a huge gaming nerd. I used to work with riot games to help launch league of legends and a bunch of other fun games. And I used to, I used to be the number one streamer on, Justin.tv, which got bought by, well, then rebranded to Twitch TV, and then it got yeah, bought we're, by Amazon for billions. I forgot about
0: that. Where did that go? That was a wild oh, experience.
1: man. Yeah. It, it's blowing up, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the eSports gaming stuff has always been something that I've been involved in, and And my VA staffer business is mainly based in the Philippines, which are also huge gamers.
0: Big gamers, yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, one of my web developers, who's been with me since, like, 2014 or 15, we used to play all sorts of games together, Hearthstone. And like, I like card strategy type games. And he was like, Hey, did you hear about this new game called Axie infinity? And I was like, nah,
0: I was reading about that one. Um, And isn't it? It is Philippine based, right? Like, Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he said, uh, you should check this game out because it's a collector's game where you have these collector cards, kind of like Pokemon. And then you, you purchase these NFTs yeah. And you can play and fight against other people's NFTs. And then you can actually earn real tokens that are, you know, worth yeah. dollars. And I said, no way. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm making like $5 a day. And I'm like, no way, five bucks a day. I mean, to us and us American, five bucks isn't a lot, but you know, the average person in the Philippines makes $9 a day. Yeah. So it's not bad to play a game, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he told me, he says, Hey, look, if you bought me these NFTs that were like a thousand dollars, I could earn like twenty dollars a day and I'll split it with you. Yeah. And I was like, huh, interesting. So that was kind of like the eye-opening moment that like there was something going on there. Um and unfortunately I bought a lot of that stuff right before the market tanked. <laughs> well, hey, man. everybody oh, in crypto is losing money right now. Yeah, Those it's like winter money.
0: number five, six, or seven, right? Or yeah. depending on when you got in. <laughs> So the
1: difference between, you know, like DeFi and like, I mean, technically it is the form of, of decentralized finance, but it's not a passive play. It's more of an active play. Um, and there's also a couple different ways you can earn revenue using crypto gaming. One of them is by playing the game, which I don't have a whole lot of time to play games anymore. So that's why I had scholars, which is other people play the game and we have a profit split. Right. Yeah. So it's active yield farming. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, Basically, that's what gaming, you know, decentralized gaming, blockchain gaming is literally active yield farming. Uh, And then secondly, you can, which has been the most profitable for me, which is actually breeding and creating NFTs and ecosystems. Yeah. So, for example, one of the games that uh, I I still actively play with and I have a lot of fun with, actually, I bought my son a pair. uh, It's called Run Blocks. and These are the shoes, and they're on the Avalanche network, which is used for you know a lot of DeFi stuff like things, yeah. like Aave, right? No, yep. um, which I used to borrow. You know, of course, <laughs> <laughs> back, back when AVAX was down at like nineteen dollars, I, <laughs> I I took a nice leverage position and uh, bought a bunch of stable coins to buy more AVAX. Which there you go. You know, I sold some of it when it hit thirty thirty dollars <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. But anyway, the point is is that uh, you can you can breed, you can actually create new NFTs, and you can sell them on the marketplace. Um, and I find that using both of those kind of approaches together work well for me because uh, uh, you know it it kind of alle- it kind of alleviates a risk, you know, because the what does happen ben and this is this isn't just gaming specific it's crypto it's just crypto in general or anything in life is that there's always that hype phase right where things oh, are yeah. getting hyped and people are getting into it and the tokens going up and the nfts are going up and then basically once you reach like max user base and then the user base starts slowing down the sell pressure begins and then everything starts going back down so there's a lot of people that you know, call it you know a pyramid or whatever else, which I know is totally taboo in the financial world. But in all reality, I think life in general is a pyramid because yeah. as as we go up and and things go up in value and and the demand goes up, the price sure. goes up. And then when the demand drops, the demand drops. It's not it's not the the product's fault usually. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's bad marketing. Sure, but but in all reality, it's just the
0: the phase of things. You got to keep the hype up. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot, I think, to unpack there. Uh, that was a lot of, <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Like, there's a lot going on there. I mean, for the advisors out there that, you know, I, I work with every day, like the, one of the things I learned, I guess, about crypto gaming is just kind of flipping the script on its head in terms of what traditional gaming was, right? So, like, you would play Call of Duty, right? And mm-hmm. you pay to, you pay to play, right? Yep. So you, yep. you pay, who is it? Activision, right? Yep. Yep. To play Call of Duty and you get like some kind of benefit playing the game, right? As a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Whereas one of the things I'm learning about is that crypto gaming is more play to earn, right? So like you, you're it, contributing to the network in a sense and getting rewarded yeah. through a variety of ways. That could be monetarily, it could be for fun, it could be community, whatever. Um, but I thought that was actually a really interesting script because the incentives matter. Right, right, like. yeah, well, think of it this
1: way. I mean, you play call of duty, right, and you're paying your fifty five dollars for the battle pass, or whatever, yeah, and you're grinding and you're playing you're having fun with your friends, you're unlocking the shotgun, you're unlocking the skin, you're unlocking you know the sniper rifle, the mm-hmm. new the new whatever, and but They're here's the thing,
0: yeah,
1: but you're you've paid for those, mm-hmm. right and they're just making you grind to get them and in in it kind of like you said flips the script around instead of the developers making all the money it actually flips the script and gives the players the ability so you work really hard you upgrade your weapons you're doing all this cool stuff you're spending real tokens to upgrade to breed to do these things mm-hmm. and then and then you can actually sell that to someone else that's the key yeah. Yeah. So it's now an ownership uh, economy, and it, and the the reason, one of the reasons why I really love the crypto gaming, uh, aspect is just because it is the most proven. It it's just proven, like all the way back to Super Mario Brothers when we're jumping up and down. It's a token based economy. You're jumping up and down. You're col- you're collecting those coins,
0: right? I was wondering where you're where you're going for for a second. Uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah,
1: there it is. You're you're smashing those tokens. You're going do 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 do. You're going yeah. down the tube, and then you're jumping up and down, collecting all those little gold coins. I mean, it's a proven model. People love tokens.
0: Yeah, people. I mean, people love games, and it like going back to Run Blocks again for people who don't know it. um... When you explained it to me, I thought it was ingenious because it provides like a positive incentive for for people to get out and do something that is arguably just good for them. Which is yeah. Runbox is about walking and running, so you earn rewards for running and walking. Which yeah, the health aspect alone is huge. So I yeah,
1: think- so so just a quick breakdown on runblocks runblocks is a simple app you basically purchase an nft called a a, a runblocks is a sneaker it's on the avalanche network and these sneakers um you the more sneakers you own the more energy you get and you know you can have different types of sneakers walking shoes jogging shoes running shoes i have i have one of each actually um and, uh, you know, the faster, the faster you run and stuff, you know, the yeah. <laughs> if, you go, if you go with the running shoes, you earn more, but you know, your yeah. knees hurt. Yeah. So, you know, I'm turning, I just turned 40. Today's my birthday, actually. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, but now it's been fun because it's incentivized me and my son to go for a jog. And it's crazy to think this, but I've ran in the past two months, 80 miles. Oh, wow. That's... Between, <laughs> between walking and jogging, I've done 80 miles, which never in my life. Have I Mm -hmm. woke up and said, you know, I should go for a run this morning. (laughs) That has never crossed my mind. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm at the point to where me and my son, he's 10 years old. We have a routine and every day at eight o'clock PM, when the sun starts going down, we go for a 35 minute jog. Nice. And I've lost 11 pounds. There you go. I've made about $600 on the app. Sick. (laughs) I mean, shoot. I mean, I just love the idea of incentivizing fitness and incentivizing the real world by using crypto
0: yeah i think i think that incentive is super powerful obviously right but you kind of touched on it earlier too you know like run blocks i was looking at it like purchasing your first nft which is required to get access to the app right is what like 300 bucks or so or 200 bucks <laughs> not, even not, not even now Not even now. i mean it's it's probably 100 bucks or so you know
1: yeah. like i don't even know i mean i bet you could probably buy a used pair of shoes for maybe 50 bucks or less yeah um but you know and and that's the thing i mean and and here's the thing i would do it let me take it back because i don't know if i would do it if i wasn't making something but it's the fact that it's gamified my health right like i'm a very competitive person yeah and it's the same way when i play video games like i didn't play the video game to make money I play the video game because I want to. I I love having that, like you said, it's the fun. dopamine rush. Yeah. It's fun. So making that kind of financial investment into something that's basically the same cost as a video game anyway. Yeah, or you're less, still you know, paying for bucks. Call of Duty,
0: right? Like, yeah. yeah,
1: And then you're kind of getting stuff back. Right now, the Run Blocks token that you earn while you run, like right yeah. now, uh, my son who has three pairs of shoes, which I'd recommend anyone, if you're coming in, buy three pairs of shoes um, because you'll get four energy. Four energy is enough to earn a decent amount. I think he's earning close to like 25 rucks a day. And each of the rucks tokens, like 15, 16 cents. Yeah. So let me do the math on that. (laughs) (laughs) 25 because you're the financial guy. So 0.15. So he's making like $4 a day. Yeah. Basically. Right. Uh And, to go yeah. for a run or walk. Right? Yeah. And, and right now, the like I said, if the shoes are 50 bucks, you know, 50 bucks, that's a $150 investment, you know, like 150, divide that by four bucks a day, 37.5 days, you should get it back if the token doesn't drop, which it will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. the point is, I'm teaching my son real valuable skills, A, how to
0: be competitive yeah, and healthy. That's a thought too.
1: So my son actually runs a mile tomorrow for a school. Yeah. And- I don't have any problem. As a matter of fact, they did the pre-test or whatever, where like they make them run a half a mile and they make them do 30 push push-ups. Yeah. Um, and he was bragging to me that he was only the third, he was only one of, he was the third person who was able to do the run and the push-ups. And I said, well, that's interesting because we've been doing that together. We've been training. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, 100%. So that's, that's, you know, that, that's the thing it's, it's teaching for me, it's learning the blockchain in a way that actually motivates him to do it. If I was like, Hey son, I want to show you how to do a transfer. I want to show you how to set up a wallet. I want to show you all these things. Like it wouldn't, it it wouldn't motivate him.
0: Dad, This isn't fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. But for Uh him, but
1: for him to see the progress in the app and all that kind of stuff kind of take shape and then him earning the tokens and even yesterday he was like oh man i i don't know what happened i didn't earn as much and we found out that there's a durability on the sneakers you have to repair your shoes after a certain amount of time
0: (laughs) like in in the real world you gotta keep things up to date yeah Uh, so his durability
1: went down to a certain amount to where it reduced his income he was earning on it so he had to repair his shoes to get back up there so he's learning
0: You know, yeah. the only thing that's missing, oh, well, I'm sure there's some kind of a tax affiliated with it, right? But there um, is. That's, that'd be the last little piece. It's just 15% off the top. <laughs> there's, there's a
1: transfer tax. So it costs, yeah, it costs one of the tokens to transfer and then some avalanche tokens uh, to do the swap. So he's learning yeah. about taxing. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, that's actually, so I was thinking about this, like prepping for this call, like the incentive to do the right thing, right? Like it's it's admittedly helped you run 80 miles in the last two months for would, Yeah, I've lost done. all sorts of weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of the biggest problems with financial services and all the advisors can definitely attest to this is people are just people, right? Like the problem with wealth management is it's uh kind of a pie in the sky thing. You can't really like grab it and feel it. It's not like going and buying a car, right? You go buy a car, you get in, you drive it, blows your hair back, you have a good time, turn the music up, you're like, oh, this is great. When you save $12,000 a year for your retirement or something, it's like, okay, what do not really getting too much out of this because the benefits so far in the future. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've actually was tooling around wondering if anyone's trying to gamify through crypto, um, like the wealth management planning process, because if you could incentivize people through a real reward, maybe you get people to make better decisions faster right wow yeah um so food for thought i don't know if you know anyone tooling around with that but that'd be an interesting conversation too
1: yeah that's very cool
0: yeah um well let's see so like as far as games go in the crypto space what are you what are you playing what do you like
1: hmm wow <laughs> <laughs> um i really like the move to earn space uh, yeah. there's there's another one that's on the Solana network that uh I was just checking on actually. Okay. Um it's called GenoPets, G E N O okay. like 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 genomes. Yeah. It's oh, okay. Called GenoPet. And uh that one has it's a that one is uh uh and a matter of fact, Ben, I'm going to hook I you up. A, I, I right, have a, I I I have my crypto gaming team group and I, I negotiated a deal with So one of the things that I do, Oh, here's another thing that (laughs) in the financial industry, you'd be ran out of town, which is another reason why I like crypto is it? one of the things that is really beneficial to me and and my little group of investors is that we actually work with the developers and it's the same thing in the financial world, but yeah. we get we work with the developers and we we basically say, Hey, look, we'd like to come in and invest in the game and we'd like to do some fun stuff with you. Yeah. And we ne- we negotiate some pricing on assets that we pre that we pre purchase. And in this deal, I was actually able to get Uh, 100 um, free nfts for my members so they sent a bunch of invite codes over so um i'll hook you up with one of those after this but yeah i know
0: i'd be curious to see it is this uh, genopets that you were talking about i pulled it up here.
1: yeah genopets yeah and it's uh it it has a step counter so it tracks your steps every day and you can convert those steps into uh those those steps turn into energy and the energy you can turn into a token called the ki token which is about 15 cents a pop something like that right now yeah yeah. Um, you get about 40 of those a day and then you can buy a habitat which i bought um which i think is like 1200 to 1300 bucks uh right now and the habit the habitat uh allows you to refine crystals and things like that it has its own like economy uh it's kind of like a sim i don't want to say it's like a sim city because it's not it's it's a much more simpler um uh, environment where you have your little nft and you can upgrade your nft and you can level it up and it, it and it's like an its own self-sustaining ecosystem which i think is the next evolution into the metaverse is creating these own like metaverse you know economies that's where yeah. the, that's that's the next step
0: yeah i was I, so a lot of the reading i was touching on is how crypto gaming combines a lot of these uh crypto Uh, you know, ideas like NFTs and, you know, DeFi and all these things to just, you know, DAOs. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, what were they? The analogy was like, they're kind of like beta testing, you know, financial services types economies, right? So if we do, if we set something up this way with these rules, does it attract people? Is it interesting? How do they interact? Like what happens, right? And 100%. And you kind of think about like one of the points that it brought up was like the only people who ever got to kind of play that game in the past are central bankers globally, Bingo. right? Like, you ne- Bingo. Normal people didn't get a chance to actually kind of be a part of this and really feel it out. So now you've got like probably thousands of these like little economies getting set up and people just trying to see like, what are people interested? How does it, how does it work? Like, what do they value? And then I don't know, It's it, it was an to me it was a really interesting analogy uh, just cuz you know like we all live in this world like we should all we should all be saying it oh there we go <laughs> a market economy yeah. go figure
1: you know yeah, right. that's what really excites me you know yeah. like it, i think that it's a double edged sword though right cuz oh, like sure. because obviously without the you know government oversight and everything yeah. um that you know there's definitely going to be some of that uh, you know, underway right now. it's, it's already underway. You're seeing things kind of get slapped yeah. around a little bit. Yeah. Um, But you know, the other thing is you can't just go down to your bank and say, Hey, someone just scanned me. I want my money back, you know, in crypto, the trade's done.
0: The trade yeah. is done. Yeah. You are for better, or for worse on your own. Right. It's Like, it. and you got to own kind of the outcome, which I think is, you know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's kind of scary, right? Like sending a yeah. hundred thousand dollars to somebody—like you got to be damn sure you're sending it to the right address. Oh yeah, um, I mean, even for me, who uh, you know, I've been in crypto for a
1: minute. Like, yeah, uh, even sometimes I'll make a mistake. Um, like the other day, I was transferring some of my Runblocks tokens to another wallet so I can so I can transfer it and i and i had copied and pasted from my metamask my wallet that i wanted to go to yeah and then somebody messaged me on facebook and sent me something um oh actually it was a, uh, so today for my birthday yeah um i just just ironic how this happened but bit, i just got an article done about me um they wrote my story on businessinsider.com i'm, I'm oh, on nice. the front, i'm on the front page today I'll take to give a look well, let's let's take yeah a look. I'm, uh, pretty mind blown actually. <laughs> nice. Uh, of all the things, let me, let me try. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I, if I show up pretty quickly. Oh yeah. I just typed it in, uh, five hours ago. I just typed in my name. Nice, dude. I don't know if you could see it or not, but,
0: uh, um, let's see
1: here. I'm, I'm sure uh, I I just posted in. the, I just posted in the chat just now. Oh yeah. There it is. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's under the small business section. But, yeah. uh, There it is. I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, But anyway, the point is, is that I was, uh, you know, the person who wrote that article, uh, Kamanzi sent me a message uh, with the link. And I was so excited and I copied it and pasted it. And then I looked at it and I, you know, then I got back around to, you know, transferring my stuff. And I went to go paste in the wallet address and realized that it was a business business insider link. (laughs) <laughs> now yeah. thankfully MetaMask yeah. was smart enough and said, hey dude, yeah. that's not a real wallet. Yeah, you're, you're,
0: yeah, you're sending them to the wrong place. Um But there's no take backs. Like if you mess up, you
1: type a number wrong or something like that, you know, it's a done deal. So that's why it's really important that you know there there's just a a whole new level of personal responsibility in decentralized yeah. finance. Yeah,
0: and I think I think generally it's a good thing because, you know, the more engaged you are, I think, with your money and how it works, the more responsible you're going to be with it. Mm. Um, But, you know, like it it does kind of like one thing I was going to ask you, particularly around games, and like how you think about them as potentially an investment is to me, I think it does seem kind of ripe that you could have, you know, really good marketers running something that people are not you know, maybe sophisticated enough to kind of view and They've be like, okay, oh, hey, this this isn't actually, you know, a game that's getting picked up, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if I had to guess, I bet it's happened, right? People... Oh, man,
1: they call them rug pulls. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they call them rug pulls. Rug pulls is literally what you imagine, just pulling the rug underneath yeah. something, right? Yeah. Where we've had, we've already had some cases where, uh, you know, people have... You know, they seem like they have great intentions, and they start a cool project, and it gets a lot of buzz, and they get a hundred thousand followers on their Twitter account, and everything looks really cool. And then they launch the project, and next thing you know, you know, they take everybody's money, and then they say, "See
0: ya." Yeah, they they sell their NFTs, and goodbye, which is terrifying, right? Um, so. And that's one of, and
1: that's one of the things that I think just with time, like, one thing's for sure: if you've been in crypto. And you have not been scammed. You have not been in crypto long. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a whole section of my book, Ben. Oh, I oh I, and today is the yeah. final physical release of my book day. So I today it is a got good a lot birthday. Going on there, bud. Yeah, it's a good birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um so I the physical release of my book, actually they're supposed to be here, they're supposed to be shipped here from uh Saturday. Uh I have a book called Zero to Hero Crypto Guide. And
0: yeah, you told me about this. Yeah.
1: Ironically, the reason why I started the book is because uh one of my really good friends and I, uh, we got scammed. And I said, man, I didn't even know that you could do that. Like, you know, like yeah. some, some you know people tried to scam me all the time. And I was like, man, if only there was a resource of like, you oh, know, sure. ha- ha- so I actually have a dedicated two pages in the book called how I first got scammed. And I have stories from me and four of my friends on how we got scammed yeah. the first time so that at least you can skip to that part of the book and then well, and read what not to do.
0: So you know what's interesting? I connected uh, with another guy on LinkedIn um, who's working on like an AI protocol so that when you go to send something to some wallet, you know, you mm. put in your wallet address, it will basically more or less tell you whether or not it's a legitimate address or not, because wow. he went through. Yeah, we're supposed to set up a a call sometime soon here, too. But um, but yeah, he set up. Something in the past, too, and had a similar story where he was promoting some NFT launch and then somebody got scammed and then they lost mm. money and he felt bad. And it's like there's got to be a better way to kind of at least help people know what is a good address, what's not mm. right. Um. But I think you kind of mentioned it earlier, like the industry is evolving and it will get easier and safer for people Mm -hmm. to kind of engage with it. But, you know, it's still going to be a little bit more the wild, wild west.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I think that that's also another reason why it's important to kind of like, you know, do the community thing and like make sure you're around people that can help. And and kind of, you know, like, like when I jumped into it, I didn't really have like a person showing me what to do. So yeah. I just I just trusted way too many people, you know. Yeah. Um and that was the thing. You know, like yeah. now I've kind of learned in crypto just to just already by default just just don't trust uh, anyone. <laughs> yeah, by default just just think it's assume it's a scam and then yeah. and then and then prove it otherwise. Yeah. Um you know, but uh, but uh, you know, it takes a couple takes a couple times to to get your act right and figure it out, but I mean, yeah. I can't Im- Right now, just the market is so low. I mean, you know, like, sheesh, it's just been, for me, I feel like it's a huge opportunity. Obviously, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial
0: advisor or anything. Like I that. got disclosures on the front of the podcast too, don't okay. worry. <laughs> okay, good. good, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble by anybody, uh, yeah. but
1: like, but I, yeah, I'm yeah, i just telling you what I'm doing. I, I mean, I'm i yeah. loading up right now. I got the, you know, I got the dumb truck loading up because I know, um, I know that the future isn't in uh, you know, some old bank at Wells Fargo. Um, I know that people want to have more control over the money. I know oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: even just using Ave, like the ability to turn my U S dollars into Avalanche or something else, uh, into the AVAX network. I like the AVAX network if you haven't mm-hmm. realized, yep. but, and going into these decentralized financial institutions and saying, Hey, look, I have 200 Avalanche tokens that are worth $25 a pop. Um, I want to use half of them as collateral to borrow against and then seeing the exact f- either fixed rate or variable rate APR right there in front of me. And yeah. and and here's the thing, no ID, yep. no nothing. Why? Because it's it's a show me economy. I'm using a smart contract to lock in and yeah. saying if I don't pay this debt, they can have that money.
0: Yeah, and it's there and it's validated by the blocks and, yeah. you know um i mean you kind of bring up an interesting thing though too because like you know obviously the terra luna and celsius blow-ups in the last six months were mm. kind of big black eyes for the industry because you've mm-hmm. got these i mean what like top 10 you know currencies that imploded and it like as an outsider so i've talked about this a few times in the podcast for people who have listened bear with me but uh it, it it was so it was so strange to have you know a financial background and see like you know get fifteen seventeen twenty percent annualized so, like that doesn't happen in like real financial services unless you're mm-hmm. doing something crazy. Um, but it like looking into those things, it was always difficult to figure out exactly what they were doing, right? So like they're taking your your stuff, they're lending it out, but to who, how, under what like underwriting standards? None of that stuff is available, so. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, hindsight 2020, but you got to be careful and ask how people are telling you. I
1: I know someone who literally took their grandma's like 401k out and was like, well, I should put it in here because I'm going to get 20% returns, which is more than what she's making right now in her retirement fund. And I'm like, hold on a second now. Hold on a second now. Yeah, I'm like, first off 20% on stables. Like, just yeah. for those of you listening in, stable coins literally don't raise value at all, which, which means that they're, it, that means that they're taking your money and supposedly they're making more than 20%, which sounds amazing when the market's going up. Yeah. But what happened was the market started going down and it was impossible to get a 20% return, but they promised you a pro- 20% return.
0: And then at that point you are a Ponzi scheme.
1: Yeah. Because all so. the new investors are paying the old ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just another. I guess example. of Just you got to be careful, right? Um. Yeah. Food for thought. Um.
1: Well, Celsius too. You know, I think. I think this is this is one of the things Ben, is yeah. because these banks and things, these quote unquote, you know, technically they're centralized, right? Because they're taking your money. Yeah. And this is this is where I think the battle is. I think there's this weird battle of assumptions between what decentralized finance is and centralized finance like there was another huge fiasco on the Solana network on one of those decentralized finance protocols mm-hmm. where there was a uh what they call a whale you know yeah. some somebody who has you know a, a pretty wallet. large yeah. wallet and they were they had leveraged their their Solana tokens to take a pretty sizable debt And they were very close when Solana started going down, 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 down. They were getting very close to the threshold to where that would be liquidated. Yeah. And that quote-unquote decentralized financial institution there, the members, the governance board, voted to take control of his funds.
0: It depends depends on what 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 do you this was like some kind of liquidity pool right uh that it
1: retirement? was it it was a it was a uh it was kind of like solana's version of ave yeah. where he took a, he took a loan yeah from his using a solana's collateral and because it was going down uh he was about to be liquidated because his capital wasn't as wasn't worth his loan
0: that's just so, called a margin call, homie. Like,
1: <laughs> well, what's really weird to me is it's like it's already in the smart contract. If the person gets close down to down to the the recovery point, the smart contract engages and it liquidates his thing, and yeah. everybody and everybody's whole. What happened though is because it was like fifteen million dollars worth of Solana. Yeah. What what uh, uh or hold on a second, I might have said that wrong. I think it was like one point five yeah, yeah, it was like one point five Solana, one point five million Solana, which was like fifteen million or something like that i don't it, I don't remember what it was at that time, yeah, uh but I don't know the numbers exactly, but I will tell you this that what everybody was worried about was that because he borrowed stables, that they would liquidate his portion to cover what he borrowed, which was not Solana so it would have been a huge sell off and it would have dropped everything lower so all the Solana people were like oh my god this is going to huge this is going to make a huge impact on the Solana uh and they just it was like you know it's like they just you know took it over like it was like yeah. a dictatorship on there
0: yeah i mean you got to i mean it was it was all governed by some smart contract right like he mm-hmm. he um so are you saying that he basically knew at the time when that smart contract was entered into, he knew what, that that could happen, like I would assume. Everyone ha- knows what's going to happen. I just posted yeah. the link in
1: there for yeah. your viewers to ch- to listen. But it was June nineteenth is when it happened. Solana DeFi platform votes to control whale account in bid to avoid liquidation chaos. Oh yeah, you know I
0: did. It, see.
1: it was it was Solend. That was the yeah. platform,
0: by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And
1: they they temporarily took over the whale's account, and I said, "Wow, here we are using decentralized finance, and we find out that it's not so
0: decentralized." Well that i mean we saw that play out in real time with uh russia ukraine earlier this year mm-hmm. when um people thought at the time it would have been like an act of war to seize russia's central bank reserves and then and then we just took them <laughs> like, yep. just and th- i think that was a big like eye opening moment for a lot of people because you know it's the old crypto adage like you got to you got to hold your keys right if you don't hold them someone else does and that was basically the traditional uh, Swift systems way of proving that point out. So, yeah, um, but yeah, like this is also kind of manifesting itself too with uh, the Ethereum merge coming up. Like, yeah, apparently people are kind of worried about how centralized, you know, the merge yeah. will be. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll find out. We will definitely find out, but we're here.
1: definitely going to find out. And yeah. And I think that, you know, this raises concerns. um, And I still think that this is why I'm still pretty bullish on Binance Token. You know, one of the beauties of Binance Token is that nobody knows who's behind it. Yeah. And there's no smart contract utility, which ironically is why people think that it's not as valuable as Ethereum. Yeah. But the fact that it's just a currency yeah, that that's a lot of value, actually, in today's yeah. world, just being a currency. I mean, look at the yeah. U.S. dollar. It's a piece of crap. Yeah. You know, like like we have a president who literally just got done bragging. They changed what a recession is. They literally redefined it. You, we, we all know. And but by you, the way, I'm not I'm not getting political here because I don't yeah. care who. You, uh, matter of fact, nobody likes me. I'm a libertarian, so I don't like anybody. <laughs> um, but but we but we have this weird situation right now where we have like the white house redefining what a recession is which has historically always been two consecutive quarters of a recession
0: of of a negative gdp my network was up in arms about that they couldn't believe it
1: <laughs> oh it's in your network i can't believe it oh, right yeah. that, i mean like literally you guys are you know they they redefine everything right they're redefining yeah. everything yeah. um and they don't like the way something works they just they just redefine it and there's this huge scandal where if you went to wikipedia.com you could see like It was like a it was like a contrived thing where the White House and whatever like all these people just frantically made like 181 edits in the same day uh, on on what a recession really is like what the definition of it is. Um, but now inflation
0: reduction act, right? Like oh, that's hundreds of billions of spending.
1: Oh, I'm (laughs) sure in your financial (laughs) network, everyone thought the irony of of a maximum spending bill would reduce inflation. Yeah,
0: it's it's. Whatever. Yeah. How, re- how so, you feel about it left or right? The name is not appropriate for it. <laughs> the
1: point is to bring this away from the political discussion. Um, the, the point is that we have reached this weird state to where like, you know, people are just trying to make things. They're trying to spin things to look the way that they want. And that yeah. that's going to be in crypto. That's going to be in the government. That's going to be in business. It's going to be whatever. And I think that it's uh more important ev- than ever before to make sure that due diligence is done personally um, because you just can't even trust people that do due diligence anymore because they're just going to change how it works.
0: Yeah. You know, so one, uh, I don't know if you've read the Bitcoin standard by any chance. Yeah um have you yes or no or i have yeah Yeah. so i mean that book was revelatory to me in a lot of ways just because it helped me think about what money actually is right yeah and i think at least i do kind of think a lot of people in my space take for granted just the current monetary system we have and just the fact that you can the simple like people overthink it but the fact that you can just create money out of thin air however you want like we've printed more money in the last five years than it's like ever existed in humanity ever and to think that that is not inflationary is to me just
1: uh, mind-boggling and doesn't make any sense. i just don't know how to
0: help you so like i think a lot of people are waking up to that because we're all living through this shared inflationary experience right and yeah you do need something irrefutable that does not have rules that can be bent to kind of protect your assets going forward and a lot of that really just comes down to hard commodities at least traditionally gold yeah. or um silver or yeah. you know oil i mean if you if you want to take physical delivery of oil you could do that if you got the means but <laughs> um but the easiest one these days is just bitcoin right yeah like, you can transfer it anywhere in the world you know fees are minor like take it with you wherever you want like it's yeah stores, and know?
1: and and i want to you were actually bringing up something really important and i cut you off and i want to finish that thought because yeah. we were talking about the russia ukraine thing yeah um because what happened in russia ukraine is you found out that even u.s dollars aren't safe yeah they because can just be taken They they uh what do they call that? I think it's it's they call it nationalizing. They nationalize the currency. They nationalize (laughs) the currency. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. So what's interesting too, I think, just to go off that a little bit more is like say you're a US ally, say you're France, you know, and you've got central bank reserves for uh I don't know what the French call their central bank, but or it's the E C B. Um but you know, like if the E C B and the fed ever had a spat like in theory you could do the exact same thing so i think it in a weird way i think this whole Russia ukraine thing is definitely pushing a more like everyone is thinking about owning their own keys now right whether you're, you're
1: not uh, your keys not your crypto that's yeah. it right that's that's the yeah. motto
0: well and, and it applies the governments now too right yeah so.
1: and and here's the thing too i mean you're seeing a lot more of these centralized wallets coming up. Like now you have uh, Robinhood. Robinhood yeah. has their own. Coinbase obviously is the is the giant elephant in the room. You know, they don't give you the, the, the seed phrase. You know, those are just wallets that they create on your behalf and they have control. They so have I control think, of those wallets.
0: I, I think... They coinbase. So I was listening to Lex Friedman, po- Lex Friedman's podcast the other day. Yeah. And Brian, Brian Armstrong's on it. So it's a good listen. Um, but they got onto this topic that, and I think Coinbase, if I'm getting this correctly, your standard Coinbase wallet, you know, they've got a hold of those private keys, but they do have a, um, totally decentralized wallet, I guess these days where you own all of it. Wow. So I, they've heard, I guess, the critique, um, And you do have that option if you want it through the Coinbase system now. Wow.
1: Well, that's a new development that I did not know of. So I will take it back. If you are able to own the keys and no one else has those keys, then I will say, okay.
0: Well, you have Um, to go and sign up for a specific wallet. It's not the the one you get pushed into when you first sign up. You've got to go seek it out. But it is from what I understand.
1: yeah okay well even there though you know they probably have some drive somewhere with your stuff you know like that's why one of the reasons why like i have three different i have two ledgers and i have a trezor yeah um they're 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 all decentralized hardware wallets right
0: i've got a a trezor too so um, yeah yeah
1: and it's just uh you know and the thing is too you know like you have to be very careful cuz like even if you get arrested you have your laptop your whatever seized um you know that's why you have to really think it, you know and this is very timely here um because think about this guys like the IRS just hired 87,000 new IRS agents yeah 87,000 uh, but to help the american people of course <laughs> um <laughs> help help you help you find your wallet <laughs> We're we're the IRS. We're here to help. <laughs> you yeah. yeah, well. said no IRS agent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, oh. like, you know, like, I think now more than ever, like, we've learned, you know, that I think that's one of the reasons why the government has always traditionally been so against crypto is because they don't like the idea of assets that they can't steal from you.
0: Yeah, they well particularly in the wild west days too like there's probably so many people that have obfuscated like so much wealth at this point that it, it'll be on it, i would imagine it's got to be super hard to find
1: right
0: <laughs> uh, yeah um because it might actually be buried somewhere so
1: well tornado cash we saw what happened yeah. they just the uh the government has now uh declared that you know tornado cash uh is an illegal activity.
0: Yeah um, and that's that's the, again that concern around the eth merge too is like there I saw something online today that like i guess 60% of eth validators or something have already agreed to enforce um uh US government sanctions so like in theory you know
1: the government just says uh, oh, this person sanctioned and then you've yeah. lost everything.
0: Yeah yeah, and, and that's kind of an interesting thing for people in crypto to kind of noodle through, right? Like, obviously, it's great if, if Ethereum gets used more and more generally, right? Like, that's good to a degree. But if it's just going to be a centralized, you know, government re- repository of your transactions, like, I don't know if that's in the spirit of the space at all. So,
1: Yeah, and, you know, one thing that I think is pretty tragic is... uh just in, in totality, you know, we have come to a place where we actually are fighting a battle that I never thought that um, – I don't think a lot of Americans ever thought that they would have to ever worry about, which is just the freedom to transact. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think, you know, looking back in the Constitution of the American – you know, in the United States, the founding fathers weren't thinking about that either. The freedom to transact, I mean – It seems like such an easy, inalienable right, as much as freedom of speech, as much as the freedom to defend yourself. uh, And, you know, I mean, the freedom to assemble, like the freedom to transact. I mean, we're at a point now to where you can be on a bad guy list and Mm, you can just literally platform
0: you and all of a sudden you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, you can be deplatformed. Social media, you can be deplatformed to the banks. I have a friend right now who, uh, he's in the crypto space, and he can't open a bank account anywhere because of, of past crypto activities. And he foolishly named his company has the word crypto in it, which I told him, I said that's a horrible thing to do right now because yeah. it's anti anti establishment, right? Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: anyway. yeah, it's it's an interesting world we live in. That's for sure. Um, it doesn't seem to be slowing down either, which <laughs> which. Like go figure. Um yeah. we what do we got? We're almost to three here. Do you want to start oh, wow. to shut it down? Uh yeah. Oh yeah well these go fast. So uh,
1: yeah, that went really fast. Uh I'm actually uh speaking at NFT Nashville. That'll be September first or the fifth. Okay, cool. So if anyone is out in Nashville, uh Tennessee, come on down and see me. I'll actually be speaking about Uh, in depth about crypto gaming i'll be going over the three ways to generate revenue and i kind of give some real deep dives into the breeding and uh you know the the play to earn aspect and for sure yeah and some of that uh i try to stay away from DeFi just because a i don't know if i would consider myself one of the most knowledgeable in it i've used it i leveraged it for myself but True and true. I am a gamer at the core. So that's what I focus on.
0: (laughs) There you go. Stick to what you know. That's a good way to save your money. (laughs) That's
1: that's right.
0: Yeah. Well, cool, man. I I appreciate it. Um, Thanks for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Um, And we'll leave it there.
1: Thanks, Ben, for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Cool. Let's uh, hit the
1: pause here.